A tough night on special teams leads to a game one win for the St. Louis Blues, winning 4 nothing over the Minnesota Wild. Our Lockdown Wild postcast recapping all the action starts right now. You're Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into yet another Minnesota Wild postcast as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Game one of the Wild Blues series goes to St. Louis by a score of four to nothing. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg breaking down all the action. First and foremost, our postcast for tonight is brought to you by betonline.net. They have all that you could possibly handle for live betting and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, and the Stanley Cup playoffs as well. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all of that and so much more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Kevin, a tough one tonight for the Minnesota Wild. 4 nothing loss to the Blues. And you look at some of the things that uh, that went the Blues' way. It just felt, first and foremost, like St. Louis played their style of hockey and trying to get the Wild to adapt and frustrating them. It, it became very apparent that, uh, that the Wilds just uh, were not comfortable with that. And as a result, the Blues were able to... Uh, cash in and take advantage no question st louis dictated the way this game flow went they look like a team that's just a couple years removed from winning the stanley cup their go-to guys showed up they got great goaltending no question but the bottom line is if this series is going to be played in the penalty box the wild are not going to win it it's that simple seth they they just the blue special teams are better than the wilds and i think five on five minnesota actually might be the better team and I think you saw that during stretches of the game tonight, but you know, the, the penalties, the, the penalty kill specifically, and then they got chances on their six power plays. But when you go for six, you're not going to win many games. Mark Andre Fleury got the start tonight and um, he had some, some great saves throughout the game. Uh, a couple of tough rebounds that led to early goals for the blues. What did you think of, uh, of Fleury getting the nod in game one? And uh, what did you think of his performance? Well, I'm certain it was a, a tough decision. And I think, uh, you know, if you would have pulled the average hockey fan here in the Twin Cities, and I think Michael Russo did just that on social media, you know, it was tilted the way of Cam Talbot. So I, I'm sure that Dean Everson, who, you know, has got a lot of miles with, with Cam Talbot, who won him a playoff game in game one last year on the road in Vegas, um, had to wrestle with this one. But in the end, your general manager went out and got uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, a guy that's won three Stanley Cups, a player that's done everything the right way, and went nine and two in a wild uniform since that uh, move was made by Bill Guerin and played his best game in a wild sweater uh, to close out the regular season against Colorado in a game that mattered. So um, not really surprised, if, if I'm being honest with you, but I'm certain it was a hard, hard choice to make, and I'll be even more curious to see 
um, how much uh, they consider Cam Talbot here in game number two. I thought Flurry played fine. He absolutely wasn't the reason they lost. You mentioned a couple of rebounds that, that landed on the stick uh, of Blues players on the power play. Uh, David Perron took advantage of that, was in a good spot. As a goaltender, you got to put those rebounds somewhere else. But the penalty shot save was awesome. He made a couple of other great saves to keep the team within reach. And if the team wasn't going to score a goal, it wouldn't have mattered if who was in goal. Uh, they weren't going to win the night. Uh, you'll be able to speak way better to this, but just watching on TV, it really seemed like XL Energy Center just needed that first goal to come unglued. And Ville Husso just, he did not allow that opportunity for the Wild at any point. He didn't. He, it reminded me a lot, um, to a lesser degree, obviously, with the volume of saves, but Jake Allen, a handful of years ago in game one when the Wild had home ice against the Blues, that particular night outshot him 52 to 26 and lost in overtime. But, you know, with the pipes that the Wild hit, three of them, uh, where they beat him cleanly, some of those saves he made, a couple of spectacular rebound saves through traffic. Uh, he was the difference through the first 40 minutes. And if any puck goes in, to your point, uh, that building was alive and, and very boisterous in warm-ups. And before the Wild got on the ice, there were, there were you know, the let's go Wild chants, and you could hear the crowd in the tunnel, and it was amped and just ready to explode. But, you know, St. Louis is a team that knows how to play a smart game. They're well-coached. They've got veteran players. They win face-offs. They take care of the details of the game. And in the end, if you watch that third period, Minnesota looked like a very frustrated hockey team. And that is certainly something that I think the Wild need to think about and turn around early in the game on Wednesday night. We'll talk about uh, the Wild's ability to handle adversity. They've done it all season, and so this is not going to be anything new for them heading into game two, as well as some potential adjustments that the Wild make in the lineup. But first, one of our other sponsors for these Lockdown Wild postcasts is Built Bar. And as the weather gets nicer, you're going to need that go-to snack to get you from point A to point B, and Built Bar is here to help you with just that. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. So not only does that mean that you get to eat healthy, but you also get to enjoy it. And you're not sacrificing delicious food for the sake of health. And Built Bars contain right around 140 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Your standard candy bar is right around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So if you want to hop into the Built Bar Madness, head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Minnesota Wild lose 4-0 in game one of their first round series against the St. Louis Blues. Kevin, this team has been one that has been able to overcome adversity at many points uh, throughout uh, the course of the season. And this no different as the Wild find themselves now down one nothing in the series. Um, it, it didn't seem like in some of the comments that Dean Evison had after the game that there is really any sense of panic. It just, it seems like the wild just need to correct some things that we, we were keyed in on as the series started, just need to correct a few things and, uh, and come out swinging there in, uh, in Wednesday's game and they can get right back into this thing. You've got to let the crowd have something to cheer about. I mean, I think it's imperative in the first 10 minutes that something good happens in game two. I, I think, 
early on, as you mentioned, the, they had an opportunity to put a puck home and change the complexion of this hockey game. That's what home ice can do for you, especially in the playoffs. And so there's absolutely going to be some pressure on Minnesota uh, to, to get the crowd into the game, whether it's a couple of big hits early. Uh, if, they, if they're able to get to a power play, make a play and score a goal, you've got to get a puck by this guy, and you've got to get the crowd into the game. But you're right. This is not a team that's going to panic. They've been a team that has, you know, dealt with adversity in a very positive fashion all season long. We had the graphic on during our, our wild broadcast tonight on Valley Sports North that no team has come from uh, multiple goal deficits to win games more than the Minnesota Wild did this year. And I think when you play in the playoffs and there's big shifts of momentum, Right now, if you're the, you're the Wild, you have to rely on some of those things you've been able to do as a group. And you've got to realize if you can get to St. Louis 1-1 and win a game on Wednesday night, it'll feel a whole lot different. I think everything gets blown out of proportion come playoff time. Losses feel bigger than they are. Series deficits feel over, you know, much more difficult to overcome. But in the end, it's one game. And on paper, this looks like a series that's going to go long, six or seven games. So bounce back Wednesday night, and I think you have a completely different feel to the way this thing is shaping up. It feels, too, like we're going to see Kirill Kaprizov and Kevin Fiala make an impact. Not to say that they didn't in game one, but obviously very tough to try to slow those guys both down, let alone one or the other. And so the instances in which that has happened are super rare. And so if the Blues are able to somehow do that in game two as well, it's it's really going to feel like they're going to have to do something impressive defensively. I tend to give the edge to uh, to Fiala and Kaprizov to break through in that case. And I think it's going to be a different looking way they attack. I think you're so used to seeing these guys create in the neutral zone and come in with speed in odd number situations. The Blues don't give those up. They've got three guys back. They're excellent in their preparation without the puck through the neutral entering the zone. Where Minnesota can get their stars going is once the puck is established in that zone, uh, Ryan Carter made the point on our broadcast during the first intermission. The Blues centers and defensemen specifically are not fleet of foot, and the Wild have speed all over the place the way they cycle the puck offensively. And I think if you look at the way Zuccarello and Kaprizov play off each other, they can get some really good looks down there. The only line that I thought did a decent job off the cycle five-on-five tonight was the grief line. They got some great looks, and they're not our fastest line, but you can see the deficiencies that the Blues have down low as you attack in their zone. You're not going to see the Wild get that much space to the neutral, but if they can chip the puck in, win a couple of battles down low and start to cycle the puck, I think there is some gold and then their hills. Tough start to the series as the Wild fall 4-0 in Game 1, but Game 2 at home on Wednesday night, a chance for the Wild to draw even. Kevin, thank you uh, for the time here tonight. Uh, look forward to catching up with you after Game 2, and hopefully the Wilds can tie this thing up at 1-1. Uh, for more on this series, make sure that you're following Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts.